This is a homo's modern life production. Into every generation a slayer is born. This is a new world and a new exciting adventure. Yes. Um, the people can see us mm-hmm. hypothetically. So depending on where you know, we decide to post this. Yeah, probably like a YouTube situation, maybe like an Instagram video. Who knows? Instagram TV. I don't really know. I don't, we're using Skype, so oh, yeah. it's a whole what new is, world. Is Lemon on Instagram TV? <laughs> I don't okay. know. But, like, oh my god, you get to see us! Like, isn't this so great? Oh my so, god. If you listen to the audio version of this, just know that there's a video version of this floating somewhere, but it's up to you to find it. Yep. And if you're watching us, I'm sorry. Yep. All of that. Uh, we're well, in full anyways. scruffy scruffiness. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm Tyler. And this is Slay Queen Slay. <laughs> a Buffy the Vampire Slayer watchcast! And... Amazing. We are practicing our social distancing, which is why yes. we are apart because coronavirus. Baby. Coronavirus. Um, coronavirus. What? <laughs> also, just so everyone knows too, I usually don't have this clear view of Andy, but I also have this tiny little screen where I'm watching myself. So this I know, is like I'm watching myself too. ADD I nightmare. I think I look good in the little thumbnail. Yeah, I look great. My hair looks good. Hopefully, and this is all like blown up though. Mm-hmm. The scrap nice. of love, I guess. The background um, is blurred. Yeah, <laughs> not mine. Okay. Uh, but I have art. You're, you have a with a price tag on it. <laughs> yeah, it makes oh, it more expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so here we are. You know, season one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch cast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're so. watching it, casting it. And... Yeah, I mean, really yeah. a great time. Like if you're stuck indoors to to watch some Buffy with us. You know what I mean? Like, this is the yeah. time. I've had two or three of my friends say, okay, like, now I'm actually going to, like, get into this podcast and and start going at it. So, welcome, yeah. new listeners and old listeners and Sarah Michelle Geller, who's also fighting the coronavirus uh, fight for us all. Um, she's my favorite on Instagram right now, truly, outside of Buffy, so it's great. Uh, nice. But this is season one, episode 11. Out of sight? Nope. Nope. Out of mind. Out of mind, out of sight. Out of sight. See how they flipped it? (laughs) That clever? Oh, I just got it, bitch. Yeah. Joss Whedon at it again. Fucking, fucking, yeah. Do you have the What happens with this episode? Do you have... Oh, sure. So, basically, um, the lesbian friend from Joan of Arcadia gets uh, ignored so heavily that she turns invisible and also insane. Um, and it's a really Cordelia-heavy episode, which, like, if I'm not getting Dumb Bitch Darla back, I'm happy that I'm getting, like, some real Cordelia moments because, yeah. like, she has not had her time to shine. And this season is almost already fucking over. Yeah. I'm really so, glad that we, we get this episode. I want to... Okay, let me get some... Oh, there's really not... 
Well, alternate titles. Armenian Invisible Girl parentheses Mental Invisible. Uh, finish the Invisible Threat. Yeah, that works. French Missing. Is it? I mean, I guess she is technically missing, but it's hardly like the headline here. Yeah, no, it skips over a lot of the important stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So we open up. Yes. You know yeah, most- tell us what happens this episode. We need a Tyler recap. I did. Basically, the the lesbian from uh, from Joan of Arcadia comes back, wreaks havoc on Sunnydale. You know what I <laughs> the mean? The lesbian from Joan of Arcadia. Yeah, I've never seen Joan of Arcadia. I oh don't my god, know I what it's about. Obsessed. So basically, it's um, Amber Tamblin, and she uh, starts having visions where she talks to God, but God comes in the form of just regular people on the street. So like all of a sudden, she'll be in a bookstore, and an old lady turns and starts talking to her, and it's like God talking to the old lady, and then God comes out of the old lady, and all of a sudden, the old lady's like, "Why are we talking? What's going on?" And, like, walks away. Like, the whole premise of it. And then at the very end of the season, like, don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's the biggest cop-out of a fucking TV series I've ever heard of. At the end of the season, they were like, oh, she's had Lyme disease this whole time. End of series. Dead serious. What? So she's just been imagining it? (laughs) Hypothetically, I mean, she could have Lyme disease and it also be real, but, like... (laughs) But, like, what is God, like, asking her to do? Like, help people. Like, it's always like, like you should go and help it, that person. And you should talk to that person. Like, she's not so such of a nice girl, so it's like... Uh-huh. But, and it's like, <laughs> she does end up helping these people. Mm-hmm. Like, they needed help. Yeah. So, I guess it all swells in the ends well. Yeah. Go Lyme disease. But yeah, so she's the girl that's invisible in this, all this. But the invisible okay. girl has, like, a personal vendetta against Cordelia, which is not exactly exactly explain why specifically cordelia because uh, like well because she's school, the most popular like she's the most popular but everyone in the school was a little dick to her so like oh, sure. way to just like go after the one girl because you're jealous of her boogie <laughs> so exactly but, well also we learn something I've brought up multiple times in this podcast, is that Cordelia actually has friends <laughs> and other people she That's hangs true. out with. Um, Harmony. <laughs> That's true, yes. That's Harmony, it. who is, was an established friend of Cordelia, mm-hmm. and uh, a boyfriend, you Mitch. know, for the week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the episode opens, and we see Cordelia and Mitch and Harmony walking the, through the hallway together. And, she loves spring. She loves spring because there's, you know, spring dances, you know, spring fling. end of school. That's great. Love mm-hmm. it. Um, she's also uh, getting a custom dress made. Oh, yes. And uh, mm-hmm. Mitch is wondering. I am, of course, having my dress specially made. Off the rack gives me hives. Let me Same. guess. Blue like your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are hazel, Helen Keller. The 90s. Nice. There are just a few things in here where I'm like, is that okay? <laughs> Let me say that. That can be a Coming segment. Up. Is that okay? <laughs> is that okay? Things in this episode that we wonder. Is, is that, that okay? okay? 
<laughs> Helen Keller being one of them. Yeah, making um, Helen Keller jokes. Maybe not. But also, like, what a shitty boyfriend. Like, <laughs> blue and hazel eyes are not similar. If she no, was, like, no. green or, like, gray and blue or, you know, yeah, or green, green and, and hazel. hazel. No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But we find out that Cordelia is going after the title of May, May Queen. Queen, which I've never heard of in my life. Well, apparently Buffy hadn't either. So it's not. So apparently the school has a homecoming queen, a prom queen, and a May Queen. Do they have a prom queen? I thought that's they what ha- the May Queen was. No, May Queen is spring formal. Oh. Is the way they described it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I was very confused. I was, I wasn't sure if they were doing this for prom or if there was another dance that was happening. I think so. I think the only reason they called it May Queen was to give you context that the school year is coming to a close. Right. Which is That's normally the, when prom would happen, right? I don't know. I didn't go to prom. You, but I planned prom. Had, your school had one. Yes, you planned one. Okay, so that supposedly you knew the date. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a lot of a blur. There was a lot going on in my life right then, so I just kind of black it out. Um, like there's a lot of trauma that you're suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, as they're talking, Buffy runs into them, total nerd clumsy style. Whoa! Like, just throws her back. Oh my god, my All of her weapons. Steak. Steak, oh. yeah, an axe, a medieval flail. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, Buffy? What? We've never seen her use an axe or a medieval flail. Like, how would you, you know, use that to kill a, was, zomp- or a vampire? It was in this moment where I realized how much vampire slaying was antiquated, like guns or other weaponry that has developed since that time that I think would be much more effectful. Effect- effective. Effective. <laughs> effective. Like, can you tase a vampire? Uh, maybe. Because that seems like it would be really useful. Yeah. Like, just like, just, and then down on the, like, shoot him with the taser. We've already. Down, stab him. Uh (laughs) Call it a day. She's twerking way too hard. (laughs) Do you know how much arm strength that fucking ball takes? I just don't understand what she would use it for. Like, you can bash their head in, I guess, and if Bash their head, or knock their head off. Right. We don't know vampires. You'd have to knock it all the way off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, Cordelia um, couldn't care less that she is carrying all these weapons. She's like, I literally don't care. Yeah. And then Just Cordelia walks away, talks about how Buffy almost tried to kill her. Uh, but I have a note here that says, "I'm glad Cordelia has friends." Just okay. so you know, we've I also covered wrote the- down. I know. 55 seconds of this episode I know that because I went back and watched it Because there was so much talking And I was like god that's so much just happened And I went back and it was only 55 seconds Yeah well and then <laughs> But like you didn't even mention the fact that Cordelia walks away and is like Why do they let mental cases into this school Is this okay <laughs> No <laughs> That's that okay is this okay? I'm just going to create a new note page on all my things where it's just like, <laughs> things that I wondered, is this okay? And then it'll just be a running list every episode. Season two. That's what we'll do. Um, a mental case. So then we go to the classroom where, <laughs> another thing, is this okay? Cordelia starts to shame the Jews. <laughs> 
<laughs> she starts yeah. to shame. I, I think that they Shylock. were reading. Okay. Was so that night? Um, let me tell you. They were reading. Oh, I had it. I think it's night. Um, the Merchant of Venice. Oh, okay. But he starts talking about, you know, the classic line, everyone's heard it, whether or not you've read the book, is if you, uh, like, cut us, do we not bleed? If we something do... Basically, like, saying that we're human the same way you're human. And then Cordelia goes, he just seems real needy and, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, what about my pain? One time I ran over this girl on a bike and she, like, broke her leg. But that's the most traumatic time in my life. What about my pain? And then the teacher goes maimed a girl she maimed a girl and the teacher goes wow cordelia i really respect that you read this is awesome you're wonderful you're amazing no bitch (laughs) oops yeah it's not great the teacher seems to favor cordelia highly (laughs) i literally was like is this gonna come back in the episode of like Cordelia's an evil person, and it Cordelia's doesn't light really anti-Semitism. A li- oh my god! Um, <laughs> this is what I said. I was like, but... Cordelia, this is like my pain, and then her teacher encourages it. But her dress is ready, and her boyfriend's gonna die when he sees it. For leading sure. into yeah, leading into. Oh, Josh. but I also did note she's going to meet with her teacher later to go over her paper, which yes, means definitely. Cordelia does actually care about school. Yeah. Cordelia, so, I, I, I 100%. On, on top of being the most popular, beautiful girl in school, she is on top of her schoolwork. Yeah. Oh, no. The popular girls in my school when I was like growing up, which popular in loose terms because it was more of a social fade rather than like, like sure. steps of like cool to not cool. Um, but like the popular ones, they always had the best grades. They were always A plus students. Like they knew their shit. They got their work done. Um, I think that's part of why they were popular too. Cause like if they were, if you had them in a group for like your work assignment, like you had a good assignment anyway. Um, so then we go into a shower scene. Um, I yeah. said shower scene drool to see know, a hot, right? jock, hot jock Mitch. Um, getting yeah, out of the I love shower. The setup of this. <laughs> yeah, from a like, perspective, love the setup of the shower room because, yeah, you can see everybody. Yeah, like, you can at see least from here up. Mm-hmm. You can see a nipple mm. high. Um, mm. and then uh, he starts talking with his friend. He's like, "You got to look good to be on Cordelia's arm." Oh, and, uh, do you have this and, one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You got to look good to be on Cordelia's arm. No, it's not her arm. I'm looking. <laughs> I know He's that was a to be on her. What is he trying to be on? <laughs> on on her her boob. On... <laughs> like is it just looking to be things? on her boob? <laughs> I'm gonna walk around like this. Yes. Um. So then all of a sudden, someone kind of creeps up on Mitch. And we hear a female giggle. <laughs> Thank you. She's a psycho. Um, Why is she laughing? She just thinks it's a, probably because she sees a dick. <laughs> She's around. Look at this little nerdy girl. She's been visible all her life. And she walking around in the locker room seeing all this nudity. Are you kidding me? I'd be giggling too. 
Um, and then she creeps up on him. Uh, and then a ghost bat attacks poor Jock. Yeah, just smack it to him. Um, and then title sequence. If you do that, it's, you're going to give people motion sickness with this camera situation. <laughs> um, so then the title sequence is over, and we open up on Cordelia campaigning for Spring Queen with May. chocolates. May Queen with Little C chocolates. Yes. Uh, which one of the girls asks, see, like Cordelia. And she goes, no, see for like Wilma. Of course it's fucking Cordelia. She didn't say fucking. Can you imagine if they cussed on this TV show? It'd be so much better. Um, uh, but she goes up to Buffy to give her a piece of chocolate. And she's like, oh, you know what? I don't think we need the fringe loony vote. Ugh, so loony good. is used a lot in this episode. Like the term it loony. Uh, they literally call everybody they possibly can loony. Is that okay? Um, yes. Okay. As long as Lo- we're in consensus. Looney bin doesn't sound derogatory, but it could be. I think it Unless. definitely could be. But, I mean, there's Looney Tunes. Also that. Speaking of cartoons, Willow is wearing a Scooby-Doo t-shirt. I miss this. I there is so much going on in this episode. She was wearing it for like most of the episode, if not all of it, I think. Scooby Gang reference. Yeah, I love it. I think she. You know what? If I was in a team like, if I were Willow in real life, and I knew what we were doing, I think I would own that shirt too. Like I think you would I want would, a T-shirt. I'm. I could almost guarantee you that like the backstory of that T-shirt is she bought it after she joined the Slayerettes. Sure. Because she was like, oh, oh my god, it's basically us, you guys. Look, I'm okay. Daphne. Buffy's Velma. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh-huh. Xander's uh, Fred. Giles the is Shaggy. Is like, who, is, who is Buffy actually in the Scooby gang? Because, like, I don't remember she's any actually, of them killing the... She's Daphne, or for sure. really even being the leader. Daphne's the leader. Outside of Fred. Buffy's Fred. Buffy's Fred. I don't know. Um, so apparently in this thing, we learn that Willow and Xander have all these little inside jokes. Oh, my God. Like, like be my deputy. The overacting in this little bit from Willow. Allison Hannigan, get a grip because she sounds like a full on spaz. Do you have it? <laughs> Dying. <laughs> it's fun when we're speaking in tongues. I'm also in my bed for those of you that are viewing at home. So <laughs> cozy. Um, I, I cannot. That. Oh, Willie, Willie. I'm gonna start calling her Willie. Um, we also learned that Buffy was a former May Queen, but they didn't call that at her school. They probably called it prom queen. Or, you know, spring normal things. Queen spring fling queen. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Master queen woman. But <laughs> she's feeling a little um, misunderstood by her friends because they were literally just making fun of 
people wanting to be May Queen. And Buffy was like, well, I was May Queen. Yeah, like, where does she fall here? Because now she's yeah. not cool, but once she was cool, and then she's got these nerdy fucking friends that she doesn't really like, but she's forced to hang out with, so... She likes them. Or does she protect them because they help her? She likes them. Um, Anyways, so, so then... And- uh Mitch is beat up, and everyone yeah. goes goes running, goes crazy. Oh damn! I forgot to clip this. I meant to clip the principal, <laughs> principal Schneider yeah. being like, "There are no dead students at this school." Dot dot this dot. Week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ugh. but Buffy tries to investigate the crime scene by saying he left his comb, and the principal's like, "It's his favorite comb." I don't think he needs this fucking comb, bitch. So Willow and Xander run. Uh. Uh, interference yeah interference um and start mentioning that his dad might sue and the principal's like no book no book no you not so he goes running over there so of course buffy's able to sneak in because even though there's all these crime scenes all the time they're never protected or guarded not even a piece of yellow tape nope just walks right in um so as buffy's investigating she finds the word look um in red spray paint assumedly uh on the lockers but all the lockers are open so she has to like put them together kind of nancy drew style uh-huh it was Just, cute mm-hmm. um can we talk about the the look listen learn theme like motif plot line here because it doesn't make any sense to me. I know. Did you see my brain turning? I was like, oh, I think it's more of like, look at everybody, listen to everybody, and learn from everybody. Uh, but remember, at the end, learn isn't really about telling them to learn. It's that Cordelia is going to be the lesson. So right. maybe it's not that people need to look, but people need to look out. Um. <laughs> well, she's gonna make Cordelia the lesson. She's gonna maim Cordelia's face, and then no spoilers, you know. Learn, learn will be written in big glittery letters, so it'll be like, oh, you kids, learn to look and listen. I guess I don't know. It's learn about what you did. Listen yeah. to people when they try to talk to you. Look at people when they're in front of your face. The learn aspect is just learn. It's a school. Um, Or else this will happen again. um, I'm sure it will. I mean, absolutely. There's ever not going to be some kid getting ignored. Anyways, Mm. locker room. Look. Um, So now Giles is consulting with the kids at lunch, which is an interesting interaction because, like, you would think it would be kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever your teacher sat with you at the lunch table, it's because you were in trouble. Or so, you were like desperately uncool. They felt bad for you. Yeah. Um, but they're talking, and Xander says probably one of the best lines he's ever said when they're talking about the bat. He goes, uh, Maybe it's a vampire bat. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Am I alone in that? All right. And it just like drops out. <laughs> Um, yeah. Giles thinks it's possibly three things: either yes. telekinesis, yep. invisibility, or a poltergeist. 
Um, and then and Buffy seem to be leaning towards poltergeist. Yes. And then my favorite thing in this part is when Buffy tells, I think Willow, she's like, why don't you go see all the dead or missing kids? And my note here is <laughs> written really big says, girl, your school has a dead or missing kid every day. A <laughs> <laughs> long so, list. Um, uh, it's probably going to be, I would, I would actually lean towards poltergeist and just assume it's yeah, all the kids true. that have died on your fucking campus. Yeah. But, that mm-hmm. actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Cordelia, uh, and her friend Harmony. Um, yes. and Cordelia is kind of being a little superficial when it comes to her beat up boyfriend. She went to go visit him. And she's worried that he's going to be all black and blue, blue for their prom photo, their whatever photos. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Cordelia. That must oh. be really hard for you. Everything must be so hard when you're trying to be so pretty. Um, and then we have and a flashback. This weird flashback. Uh, so we see point of view camera person mm-hmm. walking In the same up place. to... Yeah, same place. Walking up to Harmony and Cordelia while they're talking about Mitch mm-hmm. before Cordelia got together with Mitch because he had just broken up with Wendy and, you know, she wants to date him, but only if he, like, gets on varsity baseball. Yeah, I mean, you can't prove yourself first, you know. She can't date Cordelia somebody who's not a varsity athlete. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, and then point of view camera person walks up and tries to say hi and they're like, uh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Go away. Um, then Buffy comes up to the two of them trying to talk to them and just as soon as she approaches the two of them Harmony gets shoved down the fucking stairs yes and here's where I'm surprised Cordelia didn't start to get framed yeah because she was the only person standing next to Harmony and Harmony is like no I swear I got pushed Mm mm-hmm and everyone's, no one looks at Buffy, no one looks at Cordelia, no one even looks at anybody there. Um, but then Buffy hears a little giggle, this fucking maniac is giggling all over the place, and follows her into the band hall. Um, she kind of hears uh, a flute, I believe. Um, and then we see the ceiling tile move and hear footsteps in the ceiling. Right. Oh, but first she bumps into her. She bumps oh, yeah, into yeah, 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 yeah. invisible person. Uh-huh. Uh, which is her big hint that it is not a poltergeist, as yeah. she tells Giles. Which, like, I feel like, I don't know the science behind a poltergeist, like, I'm no expert, but I do feel like a poltergeist could uh, physically bump you, you know what I mean? No. Okay. Not uh, according to Giles. <laughs> Um, Not according to Giles. According to Giles, it would move through and feel cold. Um, at this point, I, I even said here, at this point, I don't think it's a ghost. I think it's an invisible person. And then the next scene, I wrote, apparently, so do Buffy and the team. <laughs> um, Xander actually did his research. Uh, Cordelia is the common denominator in all of the accidents. Hmm. Um, Xander invites, uh, then invites Willow to dinner at his house because his mom's making his, uh, or his mom is making her famous call to the Chinese restaurant for dinner. Yes. I thought that was cute. 
Like, not gonna lie, I'm, like, kind of getting more and more into Xander every day because, like, he has his little witty lines. And I'm like, these are the things that would keep me so entertained in a relationship. And, like, he's also, like, really hot because I saw him without his clothes on in the last episode. And I'm like, mm, Zanny, I'm into this. Zanny. Papa yeah. Zanny. Yeah. Zan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Anyway. Uh, <coughs> Put my back in my pants. Buffy goes hunting at school school at at night. night. Where Cordelia is being dressed by a bunch of girls. But but like, let's take a minute to like, I like went back and watched the scene again because I'm looking at it. And a bunch, she already has the dress on that was made. And she's already like, people are just like holding fabric. And then it's holding like a random party chandelier. Yes. So I was like, so by custom dress, she means a hodgepodge of things together using her friends and a weird party chandelier. Yep. So she Project runway in her, her dress, basically. Yes. Not the unconventional materials challenge. My yeah. God. And then uh, this is where Buffy hears the flute mm-hmm. and goes in search of... Right. I'm Lizzo. Great. That's the thing. The ghost is actually Lizzo. <laughs> this whole time. Um, but Giles meets... Uh, she hears the flute and she goes off into her little, little look in the, looky-loo. Um, and then shows up in the library. What? How? Why has this never happened before? You know I what know. I mean? Yeah. Like, this is Giles and Angel's first meeting. Which is cool. But he knew exactly who he was. Well, I guess he's seen him. Really, from... only one vampire that like won't attack. Show up and not try to kill him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fine. Coffee. <laughs> Drink break. Um. So yeah, he starts talking about the master. So I guess this is also that moment to be like. Next episode is the last episode. We need to like right. are, they're are, setting it up this master thing, or at least like get to a little like peak in the story because I assume the next episode's all gonna be about this shit and the codex, which they talk about. So apparently right. there's all these slayer slayer riff slay tastic slay slayer sluice slayerina <laughs> slay slay prophecies. Right, in the Pergamum Codex. Yeah. And all sorts of different books. But the ones that Giles is missing are the most recent and which speak are in the most full or something that speak about uh, the, like, current, like, what's going to happen, like, now type situation. Um, And Angel's just like, boy, I got it. I got you what you need. I know right where it is. I've had it this whole time. Never thought to give it to you until now. Um, don't know why. Uh, but let me just go grab it for you. You know what I mean? He gets it very easily considering that it's been misplaced or lost. So like, or like since like the 15th century. Yeah. Girl, where that been? Where you been hiding that? Hmm. Um, but then we do another little uh, flashback. This is when I learned that it was the lesbian from Joan of Arcadia. Yes. Because they're in the bathroom. Um, and Cordelia and a group of girls uh, kind of literally, like, walk up to her. 
and like this girl is right here and they just like all get around her and start having a conversation. So when she, so it very like in her defense, it does make it seem like they were trying to include her because like, you don't just right. like add someone into your group. Like if you're going to do that, you talk in a little private group and that other person's kind of far away from you. You don't like envelop them into the group and talk around them. Right. So well, she was standing in front of the mirror. So yeah, she was just trying to like, you know, check her, you know, lack of makeup. Um, Cordelia. Oh, and then we, uh, ah, I lost my place. Um, Oh, I have a note that said, is this how our listeners feel? What? (laughs) That they try and talk back and can't? Yeah. They're just listening to us talk. Love you. I love all of you. Um, Then we go back to current Cordelia. Cordelia wins May Queen. In the like weirdest announcement of like, queendom ever like is this a class president's role or is this like yeah because uh, like if it was like a prom queen queen or homecoming queen you announce it at the dance at the moment right right yeah which also a little later on they mentioned that all of this is happening at the at bronze. the broad no, you, no. You, I mean, well, we did rent out a different location for our prom. So I guess, like, if this town really has nothing fucking going on, but apparently is a lucrative career move for an art gallery um, and only has one event space, which happens to be the Bronze, which is a 16 and up club, then I guess it would make sense to rent out the Bronze for that party as, you know, like the event planner in me. But, like... Just have it at the fucking school. Part of the fun is, like, being at school at night, you know? Sure. Okay. So, she wins Homecoming Queen. And then we see the Men in Black creeping. We've actually seen them once or twice, which I forgot to mention earlier. But we see them just, like, creeping around the school. Yeah. Like, the fuck is going on? Like, Um, strange things are happening. So, um... Marcy, oh, I think we also missed the point where Buffy makes it up into the nest. Oh, no, no, here we go. Oh, sorry. So during all of this hullabaloo that's happening outside, Willow brings the research and they decide, and looking at two or three, looking at one paper, they decide that Marcy Ross is the ghost. Well, right she then and there. appeared about six months ago and she plays flute. That's it. Even though there's probably like eight other fucking flute players. I'm just going to point that out. It's never yeah, just but are they missing? Who says they have to be missing? What's to say that they can't just go invisible and not invisible? Okay. It was a really bold assumption just to like move the plot along, but there were a lot of questions I had. You know, True. is it cloak? Is this a Harry Potter scenario? Where they're just like whoop beat Vander did mention a cloak. Back. Yeah. Um, or is this, you know, someone that can like uh like mystique where she can go you know invisible or not invisible um or is this a it still could be a ghost even though okay um so then buffy's back in the band hall and she follows this ghost footprint she sees up into the ceiling and she finds a whole attic bedroom apartment uh and the flute 
And then she finds a yearbook and confirms that it's Marcy. Um, a then, knife threatens her, yeah. but doesn't actually do anything. Which was an odd... That was odd. Well, yeah. Is it because, like, later on she says, like, I thought you were, like, like me or something like that. So maybe she thought, like... I think so. And, like, she saw Buffy looking at her yearbook, I guess, and was like, oh, she seems to actually, like, care who I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, like, she recognizes her. So, obviously, she's not the enemy. Um, so then we go back to the really shitty teacher that encouraged... Um, as a like a black female, I'm really upset that she encouraged Cordelia's anti-Semitism because like, yikes. Um, but Marcy, the ghost but girl, lucky for you, she's about to get her just desserts. Marcy, the ghost girl, sneaks in and plastic bags her almost to death. Almost. Almost. That's the thing. Marcy doesn't actually nobody, kill anybody. Nobody dying this episode. No. Actually, um, I think this. Maybe the only is this our first is... episode with no kill count. I believe so. I yeah, like people have died in every other episode. Uh, the witch episode. I don't think anybody died. That's true. No, you're right. They were locked away. They pre- they very much told us that no one died because they showed her spirit locked in the thing, which is still sitting in that cabinet. Um, not any time. Won't. Won't. Um, so then, uh, they go back to the shitty teacher near death. The chalk writes, listen, listen, up on the, on the board. Um, listen, Linda. So Buffy brings the yearbook into the library. So they start to go through it and realize that over and over again, only one thing is written in the yearbook. Have a nice summer. Have a nice summer. This girl had no friends at all. Giles is like, wait, bunch of people wrote Have a Nice Summer. I don't get it. That's what you write when you don't have anything to say. Uh, or just what I wrote in everybody's yearbook so they don't think they're that close to me. Um, Hags. Uh, uh, it's weird to think that people don't know people in their own school. Like, yeah. I knew everybody granted i didn't know the people i graduated with but i only went to that school for three months but the rest of them i spent four fucking years with and like to not even know everybody in your own grade let alone your own school is ridiculous like how does everyone know who buffy and cordelia is but no one knows who this girl is right yeah i mean i went to a a teeny tiny private school so like yeah 250 kids k through 12 so like pretty much knew them all except maybe like the kindergarten through second graders because yeah you know they're new and never really needed to bother to learn their names fuck the kindergartners yeah don't oh my god uh (laughs) backtrack you know Um, most of of the people that i graduated high school with i had known i had been in class with since fourth grade so yeah um so uh Giles is like Willow both had four classes with this girl. Yeah, and and had no idea who she was. No, so she really just like was an invisible person. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Giles has this revelation. He's like, "Oh my god, I should have looked at science this whole time, not magic, because that makes sense." 
Um, basically, what they discover is people treated her as invisible, so she became invisible. And then my note says, that still seems like magic. <laughs> It does. Yeah, it's 100%, 100% still magic. Even later on, they're like, oh, it's because we're on the hell mouth. All this right. stuff happens. I'm like, the mystical energy makes it happen. Magic. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> and then like, we go into. Physics a, is not turning people invisible. If it could, we would have figured out how to harness If that. it is, it's magic's effect on the physics. Um. So then we have our, our final flashback. The flashback to, to how it happened, actually. Mm -hmm. Which, um, it was all the fucking teacher's fault. All that fucking teacher. Fire her. I hope she's fired after this. I hope she goes into sabbatical. Um, she but, probably will a short leave after being plastic bagged by a ghost. Um, so Marcy is Once constantly again, raising her hand. Why wasn't Cornelia framed for this incident? She was the only person around. All, uh, yeah, all of it. Um, so it's flashback teacher. She's ignoring her. Marcy's raising her hand. Um, she's constantly raising her hand, and she gets ignored and ignored and ignored. Arguably, though, the entire class is also raising their hand. So it's like, yeah, I mean, she has to call maybe, somebody. Maybe this goes back to Cordelia's intro, where it's like, even though you had it hard, also, like, you didn't understand that it wasn't about you. Yeah. So, like, I mean, in a I way, she really made herself visible. I think they are trying to present, like, a little bit of a balanced view. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing, is, like, she goes invisible. She also goes batshit crazy. Which, like, she did. I don't know. I, I understand that side of it. Um, but so she's raising her hand, and then all of a sudden it becomes invisible. So it's like, did that work? Did that effect work? Oh, I don't know. I was on doing video. my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. It's gone. Um, and then uh, the whole school uh, did this to her, basically, was my note. Um, but she specifically is after Cordelia, as they find in the yearbook with her eyes scratched out, devil woman style. Um, and then Cordelia comes running into the library because she's being attacked and somehow knows she needs to talk to Buffy because she's always around when the weird stuff happens and she thinks she's in a gang. Oh. Because you're always around when all this weird stuff is happening and I know you're very strong and you've got all those weapons. I was kind of hoping you were in a gang. <laughs> I was kind of hoping. I mean, she put it together. Yeah, she's and uh, she, Yeah, she does know Buffy's very strong because of the whole, like... Yeah, she's a smart girl. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I, I had a note here that it said, I hope this really means that Cordelia becomes a part of the squad. Um, and then they show her a picture of Marcy. The first thing she says is... <laughs> God, is she really wearing Laura Ashley? Which and like, what is that? Laura Ashley. I like remember Laura Ashley. Hold on, it was like basic girl stuff. Uh, -huh. uh I Laura Ashley now mostly does furniture, which is where you know the name. But she started kind of like Ralph Lauren, um, in fashion, and then transitioned. So it was all like. 
really like florally like old school like 90s dresses i don't know if you can see that in oh, there yeah. yeah which like girls would totally wear now yeah totally they're totally back in fashion now but it was oh here here this is a good example that's a 90s ad right mm. there oh god look at those fucking hats the hats yeah. yeah like this one mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> So, a little sad girl dress. Now they're so in, though. You'd buy that at Urban Outfitters for $800. Um, yes, you would. So, cut to Marcy losing her effing shit um, and getting a rope and, like, her, like, murder tools ready, okay. basically. Oh, but first, not before uh, Giles gets in a remark. Because, you know, he sees Cordelia in the library. The earnestness with which she says that. Like, oh, oh no. no, I have a life. <laughs> That's the thing. She very much believes in the person that she is. She um, and it's very happy. Strong about sense it. of identity is important. This is also where I had my note to ask why the coronation is happening at the fucking bronze. Um, but they decide to use Cordelia as bait, so they continue with the proceedings. Um, and Cordelia starts to get really human with Buffy. Um, and she yeah. basically talks about how she's surrounded by people all the time, but she still feels lonely. Like, okay, Taylor Swift, we get it, you know? Yeah, that's right. Taylor I just dragged her, Taylor Swift into this. Taylor has her squad. She has friends. Mm-hmm. And she's surrounded by people and still feels alone. Haven't you heard her songs? They're depressing. Um, I don't know. I don't listen to her. I don't care. Exactly. Um, <laughs> in the library, they hear the flute. Um, I've also noticed that Giles, Willow, and Xander start hanging out a lot. So in my notes, I just refer to them as GWX. Uh, Giles, Willow, and Xander <laughs> follow the flute and try to talk to her or grab her. Whatever happens. Yeah. Um, they follow the flute down into the basement where Corn, um, while Which, Cordelia is changing in the mop closet. Marcy has been listening. She was listening in in the library on their plan. Mm-hmm. So she's like, mm, I think not. And I Marcy, guess that's where she decided that Buffy was not a friend. <laughs> yep, absolutely. You know, she was like, I didn't kill you earlier, but now I kind of wish I had. Now, now you got to die, bitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, Cordelia goes to get changed in a mop closet, great. Yeah, she's like, don't tell anybody I'm in a fucking mop closet. Um, <laughs> fucking mop closet. Um, Joswell and Xander try to re- decide they're going to try to reason with Marcy and start talking uh, once they get in the basement, but end up getting trapped because it was just someone playing like a little radio situation. Right. Um, and so she's left, left the gas on. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Locked in with a gas leak. Buffy's dealing with her own shit right now. She hears something weird happen in the mop closet while they're talking. So she busts open the door. Cordelia about how she also was popular and also Mm -hmm. feels alone and felt alone. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like they were really making progress in the relationship. And then they ruined it. And Uh, Cordelia even mentioned in the library, she's like, I think deep down we really like have a mutual feeling about each other that we like. Mm -hmm vibe mm-hmm. a, a feeling like you know popular girl to popular girl even though you're weird now um 
But she opens the door. She busts open the door to see Cordelia being host, hoisted up into the ceiling. Um, she finds Cordelia passed out in the nest, uh, Marcy's little uh, uh, penthouse apartment. Um, and Bar- Marcy knocks Buffy out and throws her um, basically through the ceiling into a classroom, right. drops down and gives her a shot of something like a like a physical sort of needle. Sedative. And Buffy literally, like as the needle's coming at her, she's like, oh. she just watches it. She's like, oh, like girl, you are not that fucked up from that fall. I've seen you like fucking attack some fucking vampires, and that fall is gonna do it to you. Wow, bitch. Her strength, like you, said, goes up and down based on like. Like, how bad she can get her ass kicked by Marcy. I'm like, I know she's invisible, but her punching and she's you a, she's shouldn't a regular girl. make you fall backwards. But I guess, like, if you can't see it and, like, like brace yourself for it, it does, like, make a difference, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, during all of this... Oh, uh, 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 uh. Um, so she finds Cordelia pass up, blah, 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 cut to... Buffy and Cordelia tied up on some fucking thrones. I assume at the bronze. So at well, some yeah, because they they cut to the entrance of the bronze, and the sign outside the bronze is still advertising the fumigation party, which I thought was interesting. Remember the fumigation party? Yeah. Are they doing it again? I don't think so. They just reuse a scene and forgot to change it, probably. Probably. Um. Cordelia is tied up on some thrones, um, and Cordelia complains that her face is numb. Um, we see, we see. Okay, the weekend. Um, we see learn written in some beautiful gold glitter. It's beautiful. Um, it's really glamorous. Like she, Marcy, really did it up for this she one. Really she wanted did. a whole production. She has it staged. She the has chairs everything. are nice. The rope is nice. Um, the people are nice. She even puts a crown surgical on. Surgical instruments are nice. Well the organized. Did she gets surgical instruments. Uh, so Buffy's saying that loneliness has in exiles made her gone mad. Marcy rolls in a little table cart uh, as they're talking about Cordelia's face, and I said, "Oh my God, she's gonna fuck up Cordelia's face," which would have actually been interesting if they would have let happen, like having Cordelia like in the rest of the season with just like a fucked up face. Like, would she remain popular? Would she not remain popular? Um, so, uh, we scan back into GWX here and they are all starting to Which pass. I also started out. doing, I, and I literally also did GWX. Cause it's Same order. Giles, Will, Xander, most important to least important. Um, <laughs> uh, Marcy, then back to Marcy. Um, there's a lot. Of, this is that time when Buffy, where they go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. right. Come together. The boom. third act when yeah. like the action's really ramping up, and I don't have to take as many notes, but like things are going back and forth. It's great. Yeah. Um, Marcy's gonna give Cordelia a Joker smile to start with. Yes. She's gonna take that scalpel. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cordelia's trying to reason with her, but uh, Marcy just cuts her face. Um, finally, Buffy breaks free just like again. A little... This is fucking rope, Buffy. This is fucking rope. Like, how are you not? How how, how are like, you not this, able to get? Was she a Girl Scout that she like, can if it was chains. Good, maybe. Um. Anyway, Angel shows up conveniently last yes. minute to save GWX just in the nick of time, and conveniently also Angel just happens to have the codex uh, when he gives it to him. 
Uh, and that was Angel's whole part in this episode. Um, and really, that was Giles. Like that was GWX. They're done for the episode. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't go to help mm-hmm. Buffy at all. Um, no. I love this like one woman fight though. Like this, when she's fighting the Invisible Girl, like this, this is acting. Like <laughs> this. This is why this should have mm-hmm. never, or this was not ever, no awards were given, I assume. Did this well, win any awards? I don't know. Daytime Emmys? What Daytime. is that? Uh, Buffy realizes that she needs to listen mm-hmm. in order to fight the invisible girl. So we get about one minute of her and the camera spinning around her as her eyes are closed. Just like that. Right. Just, just like silent and like listening to mm-hmm. the sound of the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she fights her. She hears her. She gets. She kicks her into a curtain. So now she's visible because the curtain's around her. And then, and then, the fucking FBI comes running in. Yeah. Is this? So they come in to take her. They're like, oh, no, 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 don't like kill her or anything. It feels like uh, a little bit of a deus ex machina of a resolution. Like, how are we going to wrap up Invisible Girl? Like, we, can we can't kill FBI her. Take her away. Yeah. So, yeah, because you can't kill her. You can't put her in prison. You could rehabilit- They could have rehabilitated her and made her visible again. Like, yeah. there could have been a That's heartfelt a talk scene where they like mm-hmm. really get to know Marcy and she becomes visible. Nope. So, so any other show would have done it, I think, but this is Buffy. The way that they line this up with the FBI though is they make it seem like this is this happens a lot in a lot of different schools. There's always like one invisible kid. Um and they like take her to be re- rehabilitated and use they're very useful to them. And it's so weird. It's so fucking random. I don't... Honestly, I think like they filmed this whole episode and had a different ending. And then at the very end, they were like, this doesn't work. And so they like threw this in and then went and filmed like some random scenes with the FBI guys in the background every now and then. Um, and they're like, here it is. And then we go to our final like wrap-up of the episode. Because uh, they just take her. Um, Cordelia finds the squad and says, thank you. And it's really heartfelt. Blah 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 blah, and then I think Mitch shows <laughs> Mitch, up, and he's like, yeah. "You're not, you're not gonna hang out with these motherfuckers, are you?" And he's like, like "I wouldn't need no. heavens, no, ew, gross, blah, blah blah blah," and like goes back to her regular scheduled cruelness. Yep, that's it. Bye, All Cordelia. Of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then we get a final scene back at the FBI? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. Um, where Marcy enters a uh, empty school class with a teacher that's visible, um, and apparently it's full of invisible people all studying how to be assassins. What yes. the fuck does this ever fucking come back? Never. <laughs> Did the FBI come back? Like, are the FBI like Not... a presence in the next? Not really. Uh, you know. When Buffy goes to college, there's a there's an organization, but I don't know if it's the FBI. Like fringe. Kind of. Yeah. They are like a, you know, it's like I think it's the FBI like demon division. 
Oh, maybe Fringe will be my quarantine show. It's been a minute since I've watched that. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, awards that Buffy won. They mm-hmm. won two Emmys. For what season? For, well, um, they were both in 1998, which would have been first, like second or third, like first, second, third season. Uh-huh. Uh, depending on timing. Uh, but they were for <laughs> Outstanding Makeup for a Series. Fair. Uh, that episode was Surprise slash Innocence. Oh, well, I don't know what well, season that's in. Well, when we get to it. Yeah. And then Outstanding Music Composition for a Series, Dramatic Underscore. Fair. So None for acting? Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was nominated for a Golden Globe Award in 2001 mm-hmm. for Best Actress in a TV Series Drama. Later. later. And they were out the... They were nominated for several Emmys during the 2000 to 2003 era for hairstyle, cinematography, writing, more hairstyle, makeup, prosthetic, makeup, non-prosthetic, music direction, special visual effects. So, you know. Production. It's something. All right. So catch up with us next week and we're going to be covering season one, episode 12. The finale of season one, Prophecy mm-hmm. Girl. Mm-hmm. And as a reminder, we're going to take a mid, uh, not a mid-season break, a season break, Jeez. and cover, um, uh, in between seasons, we've decided to cover Sarah Michelle Gellar's other projects, um, starting with, I think we both agreed on Cruel Intentions. Yes. So we'll have a little bit longer episode after that. Um, you're in quarantine for probably two weeks anyway, so you might as well just catch up with us, catch up with some Buffy um and get into a business with us you know um but also like if you've never seen the show like you could still listen to this like <laughs> sure you'll be so you'll be so in the know with buffy because this is such an accurate recap podcast that like um but yeah it's been grand you can, you can follow, follow go ahead tyler <laughs> you can follow me at alex on my shirt homo's modern life wow <laughs> And you can follow me at Andy from Boy Story. Not on his shirt. Uh, you can follow this show at HML Slay Queen. Maybe I'll get really fancy and write this underneath here. <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow, oh gosh, our other shows at HML Political Hookup. Mm-hmm. And the original Homo's Modern Life, the podcast. Like, subscribe, review, five stars. Yes, that's ten. Five the word. Mm-hmm. I can hear uh, Brandon blowing his nose. Oh yeah, gross. <laughs> what a great note to end on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody, and mm-hmm. goodbye. Get out there and slay, bitch. Slay. This has been a Homo's Modern Life production. 